0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim?
1: Hey, Gator Nation, welcome back to the Respect Our Decision podcast, episode number 59. Guys, it is Charlotte Week. Charlotte Week, man. Hard to get hyped up for Charlotte Week. It doesn't have the same ring to it as Tennessee Hate Week. But man, we're going to try to get excited. As always, I'm your boy Hirsch. With me is CJ, the man McCann.
2: What's going on, guys?
1: And of course, the hype man, Wes.
0: What's good, Gator Nation?
1: Yes, sir, guys. Got a little bit of stuff to cover tonight, man. You know, a little bit of recruiting news. We're gonna talk about all of that. Not gonna talk too much about the game. Obviously, we got a few little nuggets to talk about, but and then of course we're gonna write it off, man, with our Pick'ems. It's a great week for Pick'ems, man. It's Separation Saturday this weekend. Load of good games. Um hope thank God some of them are before we play, since we're always playing this late game every week, and I gotta sit around, y'all gotta sit around and wait. All day long to watch the Gators take the field. We're going to try to get through it, though, guys. As always, make sure you go out down there, download us wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you're checking us out on our YouTube channel and you're new to the channel, do us a favor, guys. Hit the subscribe button, drop a like on the video, and leave a comment down below. Give your score prediction, Gators versus Charlotte 49ers down below. Tell us what you think the final score will be. All right, boys, let's get jump right into it going to do it like we do every week. We're going to first start off by talking about under the lights, how some of our commitments did last week on the high school gridiron. Um two of them are the same guys each and every week because they're just putting up phenomenal numbers, but we're going to start off by talking about a defensive target playing on the offensive side of the ball, and that's Mr. Miles Graham. And boy, if you thought Miles Graham was a good linebacker, he's a hell of a running back too, just like his daddy. Uh 200 yards rushing, three touchdowns for Miles Graham, showing off what kind of an athlete he is there. Um, He's a do-it-all kind of athlete. Don't think we'll see him playing running back in Gainesville. Too good of a linebacker, but you always love to see a kid that, that, you know, out there in the high school ranks playing both ways, putting up big numbers. Um, Next one, talking about running backs. Running back one was at it again this week, Canaan Daniels. His team won nineteen to seven, and Canaan Daniels, as you may have guessed, all three touchdowns. I don't have his yardage totals this week. Um, I, I wasn't able to find them, but three more touchdowns to his total. The kid is putting up video game numbers. It's ridiculous. Can't wait for Mister Daniels to get to get to Gainesville. He was super excited after watching the game this week, watching Trevor Ntian run all over those boys from Tennessee. He can see himself in this offense. Might be playing some next year at this rate, man. And, of course, you wouldn't be talking about prospects putting up big numbers unless you were talking about D.J. Lagway. Uh, What can you say that hadn't been said about D.J.? He's Superman. Three passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns as Willis wins again. Hung a huge number on another team that had a winning record. Then hit the plane, came to Gainesville, did a little recruiting, the man's got his cape on. He's Mr. Do-It-All. There's some highlights out there. There's one particular highlight of him scrambling out of the pocket and throwing an absolute dime to a receiver on the sideline. I don't know if y'all have seen it. I'll try to make sure it's posted on our social media pages. But this young man can make every throw in the book. And, hey, own three seems to be jumping on board. They bumped him up to number 20 in their new um, own three rankings. Oh, my God. Number 20 in the country. Apparently, I'm um, playing three games of football because by the time they submitted their rankings, this game that we're talking about now hadn't even been played. I mean, holy smokes. Hitter Nation, keep applying pressure to Charles Power, Shannon Terry, and the own three boys. That seems to be helping them. Almost all of our recruits went up in ranking this week. Only two of them went down, and they went down a very small, small amount, so... You know, hey, good news there. But, guys, let's talk about the recruiting efforts of the last weekend and how things shook out after the Tennessee win and the big uh, visit weekend we talked about last week. If you watched our Raw Reaction episode or if you follow recruiting, you've probably already heard, but we want to deep dive a little bit more. We did get a commitment from 2025 running back, Waltez Clark. This is our first commitment for the 2025 class, and a big-time commitment he is, guys. Uh, 6'1", 194, out of Tampa, out of Tampa down there, Plant High School, tremendously great factory of athletes down there at Plant, currently ranked 160 in the composite. Yes, he did go down after he committed to Florida, but the reason for that was, was Rivals had not ranked him at the time, and so his, that was not factored into the composite. They ranked him as a lower four star in their initial rankings, or whatever have you not it was, and it just happened to coincide with when he committed to Florida. It wasn't a specific company dropped him as soon as he committed, but I know it looks fishy on paper. So I'm a, I'm just going to urge y'all on this particular one to give it a little bit of a pass. But CJ, start with you. How big of it is it? to go ahead and get this young man into the 2025 class first commitment of the, of that cycle?
2: Uh, it's, it's huge, you know, because you get a kid out of Tampa was a place that has eluded us for a while plant high school uh, that are uh, big time players. That think Wade, Wade Boggs played at plant high school. Pete Alonzo played at plant high school um so you know that they're churning out athletes down there um you know you get a running back that's highly rated highly recruited is all for list reads like a who's who in college football so great gift for us uh you know you want to hold on to him you don't want another unfortunate event like we had with Mr. Bowens but you know that seems to be the exception not necessarily the rule most of the time people you know kids commit they stay committed so um you don't get too much up in arms but no definitely a great way to start off the class uh I don't think any of us had a running back being the first member of the twenty five class, but that's great. We damn sure need one, um, considering we're gonna be with without, you know, other than a couple of young guys, you know, coming in the class next year. So we need to get, you know, running backs for the twenty five class um expeditiously, uh, just to kind of fill depth chart needs, you know. Uh, because we're not gonna have Trevor long. Uh as soon as Trevor's, you know, finishes up next year, he's probably gonna be in the league with his brother. So uh definitely needed to get him, it gets the lid off of Tampa. That helps out a lot. You want to get as many kids from that area as you want to. That's where all the great prospects in Florida are a lot of the time. Um, so good, good get by them. Uh, good way to get him to commit while he's on a visit at campus. You know, everybody was like, you know, there were some early reports of him committing before he even said anything because, you know, he wanted to wait and he wanted to commit. And Billy had to finish his press conference and he was so ready to commit, you know that he was just amped up for it. So good good for him. Great gift for us. Uh, Really, really excited to see what he does and going to be following along with uh, him now on Friday nights too.
1: Absolutely. You always like when a kid doesn't wait. You know, he doesn't need uh, a a platform to commit. He just wants to be part of the program. That tells you a whole lot right there. In this day and age, these kids are trying to set up Either, you know, a big Instagram live moment or they're trying to hook on with a a network, whether it be on three, two, four, seven, ESPN, whoever it may be trying to to get this big celebration. You know, they got all their family there, which is great. And they're, you know, 150 other people, (laughs) you know, so they can pull something out of a hat or throw three hats across the room. This young man just wanted to be a Gator and made the commitment. Wes, are you excited about this?
0: Very excited. Uh, not only do we need running backs, we need to get some of these guys, uh CJ alluded to, from uh, the Tampa area. Uh, that's a area where there's a surplus of talent usually every year. Uh, so you want to kind of hit that neck of the woods, and uh, it's good to get somebody in the 2025 class to, <clears throat> to start that hopefully, hopeful trend in getting the elite guys from out of that area. Uh, he mentioned the high school that he's coming from and, and how they produce athletes. Uh, and you guys talked about how we need running backs <clears throat> with uh, only taking uh, one in the last couple of classes. So we're going to need uh, to get two probably in the 25, 25 classes, unless depending on what we do in the portal as well. But I can see us definitely taking two. So I but I am very excited for this one uh, uh, and seeing him. And uh, when you talked about uh, not a moment ago, how good Daniels has been. Uh, in high school, so to, to to pair those two guys up in the future, uh, we're we looking good in that position. And I mean, how can he not love it? Watching Tennessee game and seeing ETN going off and seeing Montreal getting swing past like heavily involving offense. He's looking like, shoot, I'm doing this now. So <laughs> when I get when I get to Florida, I'm gonna be doing the same thing. I'm gonna be the offense. So you gotta love that as a running back uh, and seeing, especially watching the game in that type of environment that we had uh, in the swamp this past Saturday. So uh excited to have him in the
1: class. Yeah, I've talked to several people and read in other places that that feel like Clark might be the best running back in the state of Florida next year. Obviously, we'll see how that shakes out. You know how rankings and running backs go nowadays. If you if you pay attention to this, every week there's a new number 1 running back in the country just depending on who wants to use what ranking to justify their argument. But, you know, you'll see Georgia got the number one running back in the country. And then two weeks later, it will be like, Oh, the number one running back in the country commits to Texas. And you're like, who's the number one running back in the country. (laughs) And that's just how these rankings work guys. But the, I, this, this is a kid that passes the eye test of everyone that's seen him. So we'll, like we said, we'll, we'll start to track his highlights and his yardage numbers and things like that. And we'll try to keep us updated on the show about it. Let's talk about some 2024 guys real quick though, guys. Um, One of the big things that everybody wanted to know was, would the mainland boys show up for the Tennessee game? LJ McCray, Zay Mincy, we had said that they were supposed to be here, but until they step on campus, nothing's guaranteed. Both kids showed up. Both kids, by all accounts, had a a fantastic time. Um, Anybody and everybody right now pretty much says that You know, there's other schools involved, obviously, with both kids, but Pretty much everyone believes Florida's in the driver's seat for both of these guys, especially right now, LJ mccray That seems to be the feeling out there. We know how these things go. Um, apparently his his plan right now is to take one more official visit to Florida State. Not ideal, but you know, this is if you want to recruit with the big boys, then you've got to be prepared for other kids, you know, these kids to take visits to other schools. And this this is when you put on your big boy pants and win a recruiting battle. Um, a lot of people feel like he's going to make a commitment sometime in, in October. We'll have to see. Is Florida for was, right,
0: or yes. Ron's, Ron's birthday, right. Something like that.
1: Uh, yes. Yes. Um, Gator staff feels really good about this. Ever since he made that midweek trip back right before the barbecue. And then he went to Georgia, obviously that weekend, the staff has felt like they're in a really good position with, with LJ McCray. Talking about the recently updated on three rankings, LJ McCray moved all the way up to number eight in the country, a five-star prospect on the own three rankings. Um, that's how highly he's thought of right now. So, and I would imagine he'll start shooting up in some of the other ones as their rankings come out. I mean, this is a guy that you're recruiting. You're going against Florida. I mean, uh, Florida state, you're going against Georgia. Um Georgia wants him on the defensive line. You know, he's, he's a solid, great prospect. So a battle you got to win. Same with Zay Mincy. You want that young man to be the closeout guy in your secondary. Um, there's some rumors about some other guys we're after, uh, Grimsley committed to Alabama is one of them. Um, despite recent comments saying that he's solid Alabama, that he's still very actively behind the scenes getting communication from Florida. Got to just see how it plays out, man. You'd really love to close these kids out. For those that wonder, this isn't a package deal. These two guys are not connected to each other. It would not hurt by any stretch of the imagination to get one of them because of the familiarity. But just because you get one doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the other one. I want that to be out there and everybody to understand that so they're not like, well, if we get LJ, we'll get Zay. Because then you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment if that doesn't happen. One kid that did not visit, but we are very much in the in the battle for, is offensive tackle um, Jordan Seton, out of IMG. He was originally supposed to visit this weekend, but he went out and go and went to go see Coach Prime, and hang out there for the uh, the Colorado Slugfest and all that fun. Um, but he has scheduled an official visit. It's going to be for the Vanderbilt weekend. That is the weekend of October 7th. That is the plan right now is for Jordan Seaton to be here on his official visit. I kind of like it. He'll get a lot of attention. There won't probably, I mean, there'll be some prospects in town. I'm sure some of the commitments will be there, things like that. But the coaching staff is really focused on not trying to have official visits during the season. He's going to be the only one probably on an official visit. He will get quite a bit of attention that weekend. Hopefully the Florida Gators will be able to pull out a big win. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if DJ Lagway somehow makes his way back for the Vanderbilt game because he has been recruiting that young man. They had another tweet exchange this week back and forth, saying, "Hey, what's it DJ asking, Seton? Hey, what's it going to take to get you to Gainesville?" Um, Wes has chronicled their back and forth on Twitter before on the podcast. This is the number one offensive line target still on the board. So all the eggs are in that basket. So hopefully he shows up as scheduled. Hopefully we blow him away and hopefully we can get a commitment from that big man. Cause he also just moved up in the own three rankings. I believe he's, uh, was he seventh or sixth, CJ?
2: He, I want to say, I want to say he's seventh. Like right I think he's seventh. I think it said
1: LJ was eight <laughs> and then he came in at seven. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Big time right there. This is another kid flying up the boards. So we could use that big time offensive tackle. We've seen uh obviously we've got some good guards. We've got you've got some projects at tackles, but this is a kid that you need to land. Wes has also chronicled that that we need to get some of these elite offensive linemen. Hey, put up or shut up time, baby. You know, there's only a few spots left, so let's let's get them filled. All right, boys, um, let's talk a little uh, Gators football for a second. Obviously, now we've moved on from Tennessee hate week. You know, we did what we had to do, and we were excited about it, but now it's only the Charlotte 49ers, and uh, if y'all aren't aware, the quarterback for the Charlotte 49ers is Jalen Jones, formerly of the Gators, and we all know how that relationship ended. Uh, this is a team that Gators should be able to really just uh, get some work in on, rest some guys. Obviously, the team was very beat up after this last game. Uh, Debt Chart just released one notable uh out. Well, two, a couple of notable outs. We talked about Trey Wilson on our, our Raw reaction episode. He's gonna be out. Billy said he's gonna be out for a few, for a few, probably. Now it's coach speak. He could be backed by Kentucky, and Billy's just trying to mask it up. He's not gonna play this week. Um, he, you know, X-rays came back clean on his on his collarbone sure it's probably a good bruise in there, a bad stinger, something of that nature that they just don't want to mess with against a team like Charlotte. And you can't blame them for that. Another guy that's out that kind of surprised him, but maybe not, is Kingsley is listed as out this week. That could be – he's been recovering from a a high ankle sprain, and this just could be one of those, all right, you came back for Tennessee, you played strong, let's give you another week of rest before we hit that SEC stretch. Now, obviously, if you haven't heard by now, we got some suspensions handed down from the ending of that Tennessee game, which is going to mean the offensive line is going to be showing some um, some new characters, at least at the beginning of the game. Uh, Micah Mazuka was, uh, was suspended for the first half. Damian George suspended for the first half. And Xander suspended for the end of the first half. Wes, I'm going to start with you. Do you agree with these suspensions? Tennessee only had one guy suspended.
0: I don't agree with the Tennessee having one guy suspended. I understand the suspension. You can't do that. Uh shouldn't be tolerated? But I love it as far as standing for your quarterback, but you can't square up like you're <laughs> like you're in the schoolyard about to have a fight. That 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 I, you knew what was gonna happen. Uh so I'm not 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 too upset about it. I'm just surprised. Uh that and like Billy said in his press conference. <clears throat> They must have only saw the, the TV copy because something was something is very very strange with Tennessee only having uh, the one guy getting caught uh, on, on on film doing something. So to me, that that that's that's the surprising part. Not that we had we got two three guys out of the first half.
2: CJ, you agree? Hell no. Ah! I I don't like it at all when when the NCAA or the SDC or whatever start to muddle in things. <clears throat> that I believe coaches should be able to handle in this situation. This wasn't nobody got hurt, no, except maybe some pride, maybe some feelings. And I'm not in the camp of protecting pride and feelings. I really could give a shit. Um, I I think that the the coaches should be able to handle this. And Billy had already said that they'd it internally. And that's the way I look at it. Aside from, maybe, yeah, you can't go out there and club a guy, but that didn't happen. Not not anything that would be seen as he really forceful. I mean, it was, other than a lot of sh- uh, shoving, a lot of back and forth, you know, we saw the one picture of Mazuka, you know, squaring up on dude, but what is he supposed to do? Just let his quarterback take unnecessary hits because, you know, your pride's hurt because you just got your ass wore out in front of 90,000 people. I, I'm I'm all for letting, letting them handle it amongst themselves. I'm more of a camp of let the coaches handle it. It's their their team. Nobody got hurt. The SEC can kind of take a back seat on this one to me.
1: Let, me. let me talk about that situation just real briefly and something that I was really happy about that. If, you know, just bear with me. Those men instantly jumped to defend their quarterback. Like, as soon as it happened, there were three, four guys on that man. I don't have a problem with it. Then I watched the infamous uh, Travis Hunter incident from this weekend, you know, that that's had all these people up in arms saying that young man that hit him should be suspended from football forever. And, you know, all this ridiculousness. One Colorado player came to his defense, and that was Shador Sanders. When that happened, nobody it happened on the Colorado sideline and nobody even flinched at it. That tells me, a, hey, what kind of team we have, what kind of unity we have, how much these guys think about Graham Mertz. That speaks a lot of volumes to me. I ain't got a problem with it. Now, if we were playing Kentucky this week, maybe I'd be feeling a little bit different. <laughs> but we're not. But anyway, but period. I, you know, should Mizzou square up on him like he did? Probably not. Should we have pushed that guy? to his ass and told him to, you know, get off our field. Absolutely, they did that. Proud of him for sticking up for the quarterback. That's what you're taught to do as an offensive lineman. That's our captain right there. So um, another notable, just with those offensive line, you know, suspensions talking. So let's talk about the starting offensive line. Barber still at left tackle. Richie Leonard slides over to left guard. Slaughter at center. Najee Harris. Freshman Najee Harris getting the start at right guard. So that just tells you right there how much this staff believes in uh, Najee Harris. Not, you know, Jalen Farmer backing him up. And then um, Lindell Hudson will get the start at right tackle. Uh, we talked about it before we even came up on the air. We're, we're good with these guys. If the, if the score is good at halftime, just let those guys all sit. The rest, let them sit the whole game. Get the rest. Let injuries heal. Let bruises, you know, heal. Sore muscles, all that stuff. You're not putting anything on on film that you hadn't already put out there at this point. You played Tennessee, you probably put the whole bag out there. (laughs) So um, at this point, let these guys rest. Let some of these young guys get some burn. If Montrell Johnson's legs still bothering him, I'm not sure I run Montrell Johnson out there let Trey get some carries, let Intian get his 15 plus touches, you know, get these uh, young wide receivers some catches. They need it. Arliss Boardingham is listed as a starter this, this week over Odom. That's a big surprise to me. I know a lot of people have been waiting to see that young man get going. And he was on the field for quite a few snaps. If you go back and look at the at the breakdown of the game, he was out there on the field quite a bit. He had a catch. Yeah, he, he had he had a catch, but he was open on several plays too that I saw on the breakdown. You know, and it's just a matter of Graham getting his footing and trusting his offensive line and his blocks. And we missed some opportunities on blocking, especially. Tight end blocking is is needing some work. Um, and maybe a lot of that has to do with, say, Odom is still, you know, a little slow with his leg injury and things like that. And maybe that's why he's not starting this week. Maybe the, the film has continued to show you're not getting to your blocks in time. Um, young Mr. Han- um I'm sorry. <clears throat> Golly, I'm choking up. Hayden Hansen now has been really good at doing his job. I, I've been really surprised by how well he's played guys. Um, CJ, I'll start with you. Are you are you good with with these offensive linemen just taking a seat and some of these other guys just sitting down? Yeah, seat? I mean,
2: if the, if the score is where you wanted to be at halftime, you're not like in a dog fight. You know, you, hopefully you're not not against Charlotte. I would hope not, um, unless you just come out cold and don't you know kind of laissez about everything. That, that's kind of the the fear this week um, is is just you know, handling success. If they come out, they do their job, and you're up comfortably. And there's no reason to send them back out there. You know, Mazzucca is still coming off an injury. You know, we don't talk about it much because he's played the whole season, but he's still, you know, coming off of an injury. I want Kingsley to be healthy for Kentucky. I'd rather have him there than for Charlotte for sure. Um, you know, it gets more reps for for Slaughter in the case that you know Kingsley does have to take a time, you know, take time off again if he's still fighting injuries. You know, and more reps for him can't hurt him, uh, you know, based on what we've seen. He needs the reps. Um, Najee Harris getting some burn, awesome for him. And some game time stuff. They were really impressed by what they saw of him in camps. So uh, good to see him get some live game experience. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of the young guys. And I'm like, if Montrell Johnson, give him some time to rest. Um, you know, these guys need to get healthy because we're getting to the point where you're going to get into the meat of your schedule. And this is it. When you talk about cupcake beat up games, we don't have that late November cupcake game anymore. You know, you you're you're from here on out, you're playing big boy football. You know, you're going to Kentucky, then you're going to Vandy, then you've got, you know, you got your Georgias, your South Carolinas, your LSUs, your Arkansas, Florida State. You're talking like the real meat of your schedule. So this is it right here. This is time. We've got to get rid of some of these nagging injuries. We got to give these guys some time. We got to get some guys some backups to have some experience now. This is this is it. This is your final real dress rehearsal kind of game to where you can iron out what you can uh before you get started with the meat of your schedule. Wes, you agree?
1: You you okay with some of these guys taking a rest this week?
2: Yeah, of course. Um
0: Billy, I don't know if, uh, if our fans saw it, and, and I think I shared it on our Facebook uh, group. Uh, the episode was episode three, uh, and Billy talk, talking about it, even in his press conference, and I think Matt Baker kind of asked, asked and asked his own question about how we handled success last year. And coming off a big win, you want to come into this game and dominate so those guys don't have to worry about playing in the second half. Exactly to you guys' point, point. Um, and I agree with the Montreal. If he's not healthy, let Trey get, uh, Trion get uh, some carries along with Etn. Uh, Trion can take the, the the whole second half. Uh, let Trevor play the first half. Uh, let those those the, the the center plus the right side of the line play the entire game until the fourth quarter. If you want to put the third deep in there, uh, but I want those guys to get reps just in case somebody tweaks the an ankle like how we have with uh, Kingsley now. You want those guys to get reps. Uh, I talked about it two weeks ago when we when we played uh, McNeese, how that led into Tennessee is the reps, the reps, the reps. We college football doesn't have preseason, and, and 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 you cannot simulate this in scrimmages, even if you go on full let go, it's not the same as game speed, ninety thousand screaming. Uh, it's all about reps, and 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 I want to see improvement. I want to see us having a success, so I don't want those guys to even touch the field. Defense, I'm not worrying about. Offense. I want to see us continue to get in the rhythm. Uh, I want to see Bordenham get those little drag routes. That I want to see what he does in the open space that that Odom and those guys have been getting those passes and and not giving us much after the catch. I want to see Bordenham do that. You know what I mean? To see what what he can do after the catch. See what type of athlete we we have an idea of the type of athlete he is. But I want to see it on the grass. So um, I'm excited to see some of these young guys get a lot of reps and. Uh, continue to build, not only for the rest of this year as far as too deep, but going into next year, I want to see what we have uh, in our mind, what we could be looking forward to, like saying, hey, this guy, like we saw Barber last year, shoot, Barber's coming back, we know we got him Barber, he moved to left tackle, I'm okay with that, because we saw what he did at right tackle, and how type of athlete he was, as far as a big man on the offensive line, so I want to see a a lot of these guys against talent, Uh, not, not talent, but against a team they should dominate, how do they handle that?
1: yeah i'd like to i'd like to see the tight ends getting some work in this game i'd like to see him you know running some routes getting the ball in space, boarding hand that is and um putting up some numbers i'd like to see graham's numbers get a little bit of a boost this week too just for his sake let him get let him get about three touchdown passes before the half and double up that touchdown number just so it looks a little better but hey you can't complain too much with the guy that has the best completion percentage in all the sec for all the Graham Mertz haters. The Wisconsin Graham Mertz ain't shown up not yet anyway. So I've been really, really uh, happy with the way Graham Mertz has played football at university of Florida. And I think everybody should be up until this point. All right, guys, let's, let's get these score predictions for this week. CJ, what what's the final? Um, uh, fifty six ten. Fifty six to ten. Holy smokes, Wes.
0: I'm gonna go. Our defense fans. I got a stat today for my boy, and you probably probably seen it. We have the least. We're, we're number one in the model missed tackles in the SEC. In front of Georgia's number two, we're number one. And that's just the improvement in our defense. So I'm with CJ. I think they're mad about that shutout, CJ. So I'm going to give Charlotte six. 49, uh, 49 to six. 49 to six because I I think some of our guys missing the offense might hurt us. So I'm going to go 49 to six.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're going to score that much as, as y'all do this week. I really don't. I, I think we're going to be very – um. Vanilla. I really do. I think you're just, we're going to get healthy. Fans might not like this game as a whole. I mean, we're going to like the result. I still got us winning pretty good, but I think this is going to be one of those, it's just going to be like 36 to three, something like that. Something just very boring on, you know, on the face value of it. And people, rival trolls are going to look and be like, oh, he only scored 36 and, and Georgia State scored 50 plus on them. what, <laughs> what you got? I, think yes.
0: I, and we don't go into keys against Charlotte, but I want to see our defense.
1: Give me two te- two tubs. Give me two. I just, I give me, Hey, you give me two turnovers. I'll be happy.
0: Yeah, we got one last week.
1: Something else I want to see this week. I want to – well, I don't know. Jalen Jones is a little bit of a running quarterback, so I wouldn't be surprised. But that's good. This is a kind of a test you need before you go, say, play Vanderbilt, who has a good running quarterback, and obviously LSU and then Florida State later in the year. This is one of those quarterbacks where you can practice with your guys, setting the edge, containing the quarterback. Obviously, you know, Joe Milton was a threat to do that too, but that's not really their style. You know, um, this will be a good test to be able to to mm-hmm. set your edge, to to set on your keys, to make sure guys Shamar, you're setting the edge, or you know, whoever princely you're setting your edge, whoever's rushing, and guys doing their job, maybe creating an interception or getting some sacks. We need to start seeing some sacks. That's something I would really like to see is us getting home. We've been real close a lot of times. And obviously, like we got cl- you know, like Des hit Milton, set up that big interception in the game. And that's great. That's awesome. Keep doing it. More pressure. More pressure. I want to see the defensive line get home a little more. Now they're doing their damn job. That's for sure. I'm super excited about the, the front seven of this defense. I'm excited about the whole defense. But obviously this is a good game to work on your keys, to work on your technique. Maybe coach decides he wants to install a couple wrinkles here and there. And, you know. Get ready for that Kentucky game that's going to be a huge game, which if you haven't heard already, is a 12 o'clock start next Saturday. A lot of people are excited about that. I know we play like crap at Kentucky at night. I think we play like crap at 12 o'clock on the road. So we'll just have to see which Florida team shows up. I got a feeling we'll be okay. I I don't know. Billy just always has a plan for stuff like this. So we'll see how it works out. All right, boys. It's that time of the week. Week four pickems. We gotta we gotta hurt some feelings real quick on the show. Last week's results: Hirsch seven and three brings him to twenty one and nine on the on the year. West six and four brings him to eighteen and twelve on the year. And our man CJ went four and six last week.
2: I took some swings. My bad. He took
1: some swings and and got knocked out. Yep. <laughs> To bring him to 17. There's 100% on the of the
2: chances, the shots you don't take, damn it.
1: <laughs> he, uh, CJ, the CJ always gets a raw deal somewhere from something happens that's just, you know. But it's Redemption Week, Separation Saturday, guys. We're going to start. We're going to do these pretty much in order of, of times played. So we're going to start noon Saturday, Death Valley, South Carolina, FSU at Clemson West. Who is it? Clemson. (laughs) CJ. As
2: much as I'd I'd like to pick Clemson, I'm taking the Knowles again. I don't think Clemson's that good.
1: I'm going to tell you, man, God dang, this hurts. Oh, it hurts my soul. I think FSU rebounds from that performance last week. I think they've had this game circled on their calendar for for a minute now because – he needs this win. Norvell needs this win to silence a lot of critics. Won't so it. either it's going to be a really good day for uh, making fun of people, <laughs> or it's just going to be um, you're we're going to have to swallow some. Uh, that's
2: it. If they're going to they're going to beat them, they better beat them this year. That's <clears throat> yeah. It's one of those times you're gonna get, better get if you're going to get them, you better get them now.
1: Yeah. Because when they lose all that talent next year, it's going to be right back to the uh, end of the table. All right. Uh oh, Wes is freezing. There he is. All right. Dion getting a big game again. A lot of. This is the biggest test to date, right here, boys. Colorado at Oregon and Bo (laughs) Nix, the seven year senior, whatever he is by now. CJ.
2: I'm taking if, – if they had Travis Hunter, I might think about it harder, but I'm taking the Ducks. I like the Ducks in this one. Uh, I feel like it's just – we've seen how many points everybody else has put up on Colorado, Sands, Nebraska, who really can't put up points on anybody. Um, so, I, I just, I'm taking the Ducks on this one. All right, Wes. Oregon.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to mention what CJ mentioned. I meant to mention it off the bat. Travis Hunter being out, I think it's just – that really hurts the chances right there. That that kills a lot of Colorado's defense, not that they had a whole lot to begin with. they um they're
0: have to outscore them if they're going to win. It's going to be like – It's going to be big a track meet. It's
1: sure. going to be some points scored, but at Oregon, I just with I just can't zoo. see it. I just can't see it, man. But, hey, it could be a highly entertaining game, and, and it, that benefits – priming them in the end, though, because that's just more exposure for that program. <clears throat> All right. UCLA at Utah. Will the Utes luck finally run out West?
0: This is a tough one. I'm going to go with the, uh, about to say the Trojans, the Bruins. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bruins.
2: CJ. Give me the Utes. Playing at home, man.
1: Yeah, I'm going UCLA on this one. I think I think it's finally. Now I haven't heard is 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 a boy finally playing.
2: I have no idea. I haven't didn't heard. heard. Doesn't factor into my decision at all.
1: Okay then. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going UCLA. I got a feeling about that, but we'll see. All right. Ole Miss at Bama. Bama struggling. No quarterback to be found in sight. Oh Miss. Lane loves to talk junk. He wants this game bad. CJ, who you think?
2: <laughs> uh, I want the – damn. I'll take the tide. I'll take the tide again. I, I'm sorry, Lane. You're going to have to beat them. You're just going to have to do it and show me because I've watched your team go lay an egg against Tulane and Georgia Tech, uh, you know, and you better not lay an egg against Nick Saban. I don't give a damn who his quarterback is. Wes? Wes? Go, I'm, I'm with CJ. I think I'm going with Bama. How mad do y'all think Nick
1: Saban was after that game last week? Like, how many, how many people's ass got ripped after that game? Tommy Reese was one of them. I'm telling you now. This, <laughs> if this game was at Ole Miss, I, I'd, I'd be real hard pressed after that showing last week. But after that game at Bama. I ain't sipping the Kool-Aid. Mm-mm. Nick ain't falling off that far yet. I guarantee you, he's gonna have some. He's gonna roll on, on these boys. All right. Oregon State at Washington State. Wes. I'm going to
0: Oregon State. The Beavers.
1: CJ.
2: Yeah, I like the Beavers. DJU's got them looking right, so I'll take the. I'll take the Beavers.
1: Yeah, I ain't picking against that defense i seen that defense firsthand. Them boys are nasty, boy. Give me Oregon State. Oregon State going to be a problem for some people, I, you know, especially with a uh, – They may mess up their Pac-12, man. Then you gave them DJ Ukulele and – um. <laughs> <laughs> onomatopoeia. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Next game, back to the SEC. Arkansas and Sam Pittman visits Brian Kelly and
2: LSU – CJ, who you have you're with the Tigers? You don't get your ass whooped by BYU and then think you're gonna roll in the Death Valley. Wes, what you
1: got? I, last year you were hog Suey all year.
2: I'm glad you said that because Sam
0: Pittman <laughs> did shit to me this year. I'm going, uh, going <laughs> with uh, the Tigers at home too.
1: Oh boy, Wes! Last year I know I know Sam Pittman cost him about three games last year. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You made
0: the quarterback. i was a believer in both of them. The quarterback is where I like the quarterback,
1: man. I don't I don't like to do the week-to-week thing because, obviously, we've already seen with the Florida Gators, just from Utah to Tennessee, how fast the team can turn around. But uh, that LSU team I saw last week versus yeah. that Arkansas team that gave up 38 points to BYU, I think Arkansas is going to be in for a beatdown. Give me LSU and whatever yeah, that spread
0: reason- it. That receiver from LSU is pretty damn good. Well, and, Mr. Dan-
1: and Mr. Daniels has really settled into his own. I'm, I'm telling you, um, I don't think Jefferson's going to be able. To, I, I think they'll stop the run, and I don't think Jefferson's going to can, can beat them with the pass. All right, Iowa at Penn State, West.
0: It's a it's a Mac game because we we down at the bottom. So I'm uh, it's hard to play down there. At Penn State with. they probably have a fu- a freaking whiteout about to cuss. Uh, they probably have a whiteout or whatever they do. Uh, it's gonna be loud. I would can't score. I'm gonna go <laughs> with Penn State.
2: <laughs> CJ. Yeah, Penn State's got a hell of a quarterback. They they look like they're doing really good right now. And um, I don't think that Iowa can score with anybody. So I'll give I'll give the nod to Penn State.
1: Yeah, man, they're gonna have that stadium looking like the the damn Empire in there. It's gonna be no. a stadium full of stormtroopers <laughs> yeah, lined exactly. around that place, exactly. <laughs> which usually isn't good. That's a, that's that talks about accuracy issues, but um, <laughs> I don't think it matters because, like CJ said, Iowa probably is gonna score like three points, maybe six if they get lucky. Who knows? It'd probably be a shootout now that we all said that.
0: <laughs>
1: all right. SEC East matchup preview of of our next few weeks to come. Kentucky at Vandy, Vandy averaging 400 yards a game. Kentucky averaging 400 yards a game. CJ, who's it got?
2: Uh, Give me Kentucky. Um, You know, and I'm not really confident in either way. I think I'll take Kentucky, though. Wes?
0: Yeah, I'm with CJ. I'm not confident either way. I remember Vandy losing the Wake Forest, but then Kentucky doesn't look like they're that good either. But I'm going go with Kentucky until Vandy shows me they can do it on a consistent basis.
1: Give me Vandy in the upset, baby. Uh
2: oh, I saw you look around. Door. Door. The, the doors. doors. the Commodore, the Commodores. The, Commodores. the Commodores. Lionel the Richie doors. ain't walking through that door. That's what I was about to say.
1: My this words. ain't crow, they ain't playing on Krogar Field, they're in Nashville, baby.
2: Yeah,
0: I hope you're right, but I don't see it. But I hope uh, you're right, nah,
1: they're gonna be hitting the bars after, baby. Come on, Vandy, roll doors anyway. <laughs> All right, staying in the east, kind of Mississippi Halfway. State at South Carolina West. Carolina's Miss- already let you down, but Mississippi State it. impressed me.
0: Nah, and, and South Carolina can do some things. I just don't think. And, and they showed me some stuff against both – they got to make some second-half – second second-half second adjustments because they didn't do it against North Carolina, neither Georgia, and it cost them. Um, they started pretty fast in both games. I think they started this week the same way. Uh, uh, I think – was the CJ said the Mississippi the defense coordinator was out the door? <laughs> the offensive coordinator
2: might be, too. So I'm going with South Carolina <laughs> – that was a lot
1: of analysis yeah. about nothing.
2: yeah I, I don't hate, know. <laughs> uh, I hate uh, picking against Mississippi state. I like Mississippi state but man they they don't have a secondary they got personnel issues at Mississippi State. they don't they, they're trying to run the you know the, the spread with guys that are supposed to be running the air raid. It just it's gonna be a wreck there for a season until they can get some better personnel. They don't they're not using Creed Whittemore at all. Um I I'll take the Game Cox. I don't really want to, but I'll take the Game Cox. I think they can throw on them.
1: All right. The the marquee matchup of the day. Who'd you pick? Who did I pick? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't it's not, it's not <laughs> He was right gonna right
2: to... wait to see who won. And then no, I'm
1: sorry. I could, have done
2: that. I could have
1: done that a couple weeks ago on, on the game where Clemson lost. I didn't pick a winner in that game when I went back and
2: watched. You could have.
1: <laughs> and um, and I was like, oh, that wouldn't be fair. I know who I wanted. Um, So I took the L on that one. No, South Carolina going to roll these boys. I, that Mississippi State team I watched last weekend was not impressive at all. And, I mean, I'm not saying South Carolina is, but I think they'll score more than enough points to win this ball again. All right, the marquee matchup of the night. Old school blue blood football, right here, boys. Ohio State at Notre Dame. Sam Hartman got Notre Dame looking really good. Of course, you know Ohio State, Marvin Harrison Jr., and all those boys. Wes, we're we'll starting with you.
0: I hate Notre Dame. I also hate Ohio State, but I like Freeman, and I like Sam Hartman. And everybody's talking Caleb Williams, Tradora Sanders, and all these guys. I think he already has 13 touchdown passes, I'm not mistaken. I'm going with uh, Notre Dame, and I, like I said, I hate them. And they might be the favorite for me thus far, as far as the best team in the country. I know people like Florida State and people like Georgia, but if, if, they, if they show me something this weekend, they may be my new lead for uh, best team in the country. So I'm going with uh, Notre Dame.
2: CJ. This is this is a damn important game for Notre Dame. Um, they cannot lose this. This if they lose this, that's college football playoff hope just right out the door. Ohio State can lose this game and, and make it. So I'm gonna take Notre Dame. I think that Freeman being there has finally solved the one issue that, that Notre Dame couldn't get over the hump. That is the defense on that side of the ball. Sam Hartman's playing great. They've got some good offensive linemen. I'm going to take the Domers on this one, man. I I think Notre Dame, they've played a better slate up to this point than Ohio State. Ohio State's still having some quarterback issues. They don't look as explosive as I think we've come accustomed to Ohio State looking. So give me Notre Dame. Give me the Irish.
1: Ooh. Look, man. Rocket Ishmael ain't walking through that door. I'm just going to have to go ahead and tell you right now. What about Tim Brown? You know what's bad is Ohio State usually loses this early season game if they're going to lose. But I just don't see it, man. Notre Dame always chokes. And until they don't, I'm going with Ohio State. They're more used to playing in this big game atmosphere. I I just don't have enough faith in them. All right, that's it, boys. The picks are locked in. We will see how it unfolds as we always do. It's going to be a fun weekend, guys. It's going to be a fun weekend of college football. I hope you guys enjoy it, man. Sit around all day football from 12 o'clock to – we ain't got a game like Colorado playing into 2 a.m. this week, so thank God we won't be watching that kind of stuff. (laughs) But um, but that's that's better. We'll be more refreshed to do our raw recap on Sunday. Make sure you guys check that out next weekend we'll we'll send it out as soon as it's recorded we're usually one of the first people to have our reaction video out we appreciate y'all checking that out y'all have really just killed those last few videos we've put out so that's that's awesome we we cannot thank y'all enough for all your support and what y'all do to help us
2: grow this channel cj you got anything to add no just thank you guys so much for supporting us as creators we really appreciate it the you know, the, the Facebook page is doing well. The Twitter is doing well. So you guys keep interacting with us there. Um, we, you know, we, we've got, you know, a lot of fun stuff now going on for football, you know, with the pickups every week, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and we, we're glad to have you guys uh, kind of join us on this. You know, it, it's a it's a better time than where we were, where we were just kind of, eh, you know, preseason. But now we're in the thick of things. Next week is SEC play down the board. Um, we're finally we're on that separation Saturday, as Hirsch said, where you're kind of losing these interconference games and you're getting to the meat of the schedules. So, uh, man, I I can't wait. You know, I'm excited. Thank you guys so much for supporting us thus far. Yes, sir, man y'all y'all
1: have just made this channel grow and grow, and we can't thank you enough, man. It it means the world to us. Um, and all the kind words that y'all say on our Facebook group and on our Twitter page and things like that, and we we just Thank you so much. Send us home, Wes.
0: Yeah, we heard what those guys said. Thank you guys very much. Make sure you guys to check the the link in the description uh, with our, our sponsor. Uh, get you some Gator gear if you need it. Um, we appreciate you guys. Uh, defense, give me two tough this weekend, man. I want to see some more turnovers like Hershey. Some more sacks. Let's block a so, punt. How about that? Okay. Return <laughs> a good. good. I don't think we're doing the kickoffs and going out of the back of the end zone. I, don't want to see something. Yeah, I want to see something uh, special teams and defense to help the offense out, um, that type of thing. But as Hurst said, we got a great slate of games this week uh, to our night game at seven, even after that with the Notre Dame and Ohio State game. So good weekend of football, you guys. Enjoy it. We appreciate you guys. And as always, go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators,
1: baby. Catch y'all next week. you <laughs>